Okay, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This is our excellent podcast, and uh, we're, you know what, uh, we're kind of on a Star Wars-y, Disney, Plessian kind of kick, Yeah. and if that's your vibe, then give a listen. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen. And uh, yeah, I've been on a, like a Star Wars thing. Yeah, the past the past weekend. Well, the Mandalorian being out and you know watching that has definitely gotten me in a Star Wars mood. That's for sure. And it's funny because you mentioned that you just watched um, uh, the Last Jedi and Force Awakens, right? Yes. So it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I was just looking at uh, the the selection. I was just watch because I just watched the Mandalorian. You know, just the third episode. And I was looking at it going, man, you know, I got to go back and watch the last Jedi again, because I really need to give it a do and, and understand if I really liked it or didn't like it because I, yeah. I just, I need to figure out where I stand with the new star Wars, the, the, the third in the, the new trilogy as it were, because I just, I'm conflicted. I just don't know if I'm excited or not. And I, I'm in the same boat. And I think that, that what I did, and I'm, I'm a really good litmus test for this because I didn't watch them whatsoever after they were in the theaters. I watched them in the theaters and I think I watched the force, the force awakens a couple of times in the theaters, at least two minimum two in the theater and uh, the last Jedi, I only watched. I only watched once in the theater. Which, yeah, you know, I, and I realize I'm like setting it C minus on geek cred for that, but fuck it. I found when I rewatched it, it in my memory, I was like, I really enjoyed the initially when I saw them. I enjoyed the last Jedi more than the Force Awakens, and when I watched it again. I really felt like I and I had underappreciated the Force Awakens and I I glommed onto it more than I did initially when I watched it and weirdly enough by the time I got done with the last Jedi I was kind of tired of its shit. Really? Yes. Which <clears throat> All the magical moments that that were still there, but I was just kind of like there were there were. I still see, and and maybe I'm wrong because we're not on the final leg of our journey, right? right? But there were so many missed chances that I saw in the movie and taking it into a completely different direction. And maybe I'm I'm just you know I I'm I'm more than willing at this point to let. Um, you know, the rise of Skywalker, tell its tale and go see it. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, and who knows, maybe if I watch it this weekend as well, I'm going to come up with a completely different thing. I'm going to be like, no, this, no, they both suck. I like Rogue One the most. Mm. Whatever. I, I need to watch it. I really do. Cause I remember that movie like when I walked out of the theater of the the Last Jedi, I remember going, "Wow, that was really cool," and I really enjoyed it. And then as the days go went on, I was like, "Wait, well, you know, I don't know." 
And I look back on it now sort of going, well, shit, I don't know if I enjoyed this movie or not. And I just don't know. Because there were so many questions and so many things about it that just had me scratching my head after the fact looking back on it. So I just I need to watch it again. Because if I look at it through the lens of the first three movies, uh, first being Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, right? Yes. It really just doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold to the same standard as far as a space opera goes. And it just isn't the same. If I hold it through the lens of the episodes one, two, and three, I think that they... You know, definitely taking episode one out of the equation, episode one, you know, that, you know, I think was a subpar movie compared to Force Awakens and Last Jedi. But I have to say that I look at Attack of the Clones and, you know, Revenge of the Sith and I I have to kind of put them similar in in similar like in that they, they very much were trying to capture the magic of the original space opera and just not making it and not and missing. And maybe it's just me because you know what let's let's say that Star Wars in itself is a space opera. So there there are moments that are overly dramatized. Right. So and I and I'm okay with all that. And I think that when we went through the first the middle trilogy, let's just call it Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Empire and, and right. um, Return, is that when we, when we digested that, we were also in a slightly different age. Very much different age, And yeah. then when we, we approach, we see his, you know, George Lucas's prequels, which, you know, I, I still think that he should have just continued on my my personal feeling is like if he had continued on with those three, he then he could have sold to Disney and then Disney could have given us the prequels that we really deserve. But water under the bridge. When when he approached the the prequels, I think that that they have a very you know wide reaching sort of scope for his universe, right that he was trying to set up and he couldn't necessarily figure out all the parts and pieces. And so, but nonetheless, that's what we're left with. I saw Attack of the Clones the other night and, well, I saw the last half, a third of it, right? From the Geonosian attack forward is when I saw Attack of the Clones. And by the way, pretty much if you're going to watch Attack of the Clones, the that's... That's the major part right there. Pretty of, much. You know, you can watch the Django Fett um, Obi-Wan fight and then the, the Geonosian, you know, battle there, which strikes the, you know, sounds the trumpet for the yeah, beginning the, of the, the Clone War. Yeah. And, and it's decent. And I, I tried to frame that because Tammy and I were talking about it. You know, we were totally like all chattering back and forth about that damn movie while we were watching it. And it was like that was the first time to to just frame it that we'd ever seen on screen a, a whole bunch of Jedis doing Jedi shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like you saw a whole army of Jedis, Jedi, J 
Jedi. 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 Yeah. Jedi um, is a verb. And, uh, you know, so they're, it, it's not, there are parts of it that are very, very good. And that's, that's the whole point with the Lucas films is like there are parts of those movies that are so superb. And then there are parts of those movies which are ultimately disappointing. Mm hmm. And I'm trying to not be scarred by the George Lucas experience in viewing Force Awakens, right? And uh, and the Last Jedi. So I, you know, like there there are opportunities I think that were missed in both of those that that could have turned the story on their ear. I still say that that moment, I, that with, moment Rey with Ray and, and Kylo, Ren. Kylo Ren with them saying, you know what, fuck it, let's do it, right? Yeah. That would have been it. I mean, that would have been things like, okay, they played it safe yeah. and just said, okay, we're just going to do a movie and, and that's what it is, right? And And they basically just did a movie. If they'd had struck that iron and and made Kylo and Ray join forces and go off and do something, I'm what and it really ultimately wouldn't even matter what they did. They just got together and decided that they were going to go do something, right? Now you could take that in a million different directions. You can have Kylo turn and join the rebellion. You can have Ray turn and join the First Order. You can have them both turn and and make a third entity to take them both on. And that see that you would know, have been my choice. That right? exactly right. So you could do all kinds of interesting things, and people would have been talking about that forever. They would have been absolutely beside themselves talking about how the Star Wars franchise was in, invigorated and shit, right? But instead, they played it safe. And I think they lost a major, major moment. I mean, let's look at the... the, the people are still talking about Endgame. I still see things on my, on my, oh, yeah. my feed about fan you know well Thanos the, did nothing wrong you know and this Thanos had a different name and the you know the this timeline is that and the reason why Captain America couldn't die was because of this and the re, you know the, I mean they have um it's it's a different every day and it, the reason why is because they didn't play it safe and they took risks and they did interesting things and they took it in different directions and you didn't have a surprise it, you did have surprises and it was like holy shit this is cool this if they had done that sort of deal, right, where Ray and and they had gone off and done something cool, right? Yeah, they we would still be hearing about it well, to this day. People would still be talking about it. Yeah, like they could have noped the fuck out. Like Ray and Kylo could have run away, fucking join the circus, whatever they wanted to do. They just killed the supreme leader of you know yeah, the, the first, first order. order and be like you know what go have your war you bunch of fucks and they just take off and and you know what that would have been compelling enough and different enough but and, and by the way I'm not going to I'm not hating on it I'm not because if they're trying to set I'm it's almost like you're pouring Star Wars and I realize why it's such a draw Star Wars is almost like pouring over religious texts trying to find meaning. Because <laughs> I was true, yeah. 
Because I was watching, you know, I, watching both those movies back to back, you know, you're, I'm trying to figure out what, what the hell they're saying. Like, what the hell are you trying to say? Because they don't come out and say it. Right. It's like, you know, because The Force Awakens was very much about the balance of the Force. So, like, if anybody had figured out what the fuck policy, or prophecy, rather, uh, you know, for the Chosen One in balancing the Force, when you got a shit ton of Jedi, but, like, two Sith, Somebody would have been like, well, what's going to be the easiest way to balance this shit out? Is he going to create a bunch of Sith? Or is he... Oh, uh, no. Uh, somebody just read the fine print. But they go into that in The Force Awakens about balance. And the way, the reason that, you know, for instance, Ray Ray's Force-ness is rising is because, you know, obviously Kylo Ren has become powerful in The Force. And then there, then we have that whole is Luke equal to Snoke. And in essence, in The Last Jedi, if Snoke existed, here, here's the, the idea I'm playing with, is that okay. for however many Jedi there are, there must be an equal number of Sith, or, or equal number of Dark Jedi and Light Jedi. And I know Dark Jedi and Sith are different things, and there's... There's a lot of wiggle room in that. But nonetheless, dark side of the force rises, light side of the force rises. So so thusly, we had Snoke end up being killed and basically Luke being killed as well. Um, so it was a wash at this point. So then you have to wonder what the fuck's going to happen. Because if we have then the Emperor rise again, because mm -hmm. we noticed that we had that whole... Even if, and I'm, I'm thinking about it and looking in, into Star Wars, because you had basically Yoda and the Emperor right. as the two most powerful Force users in the universe. You had Yoda die not too long after that, obviously. Yeah. Palpatine's days Palpatine were, dies, were yeah. fucking numbered. So um, it, it does seem to go along with the mythology around the Force, that there must be a balance of Force users around that. Um, but... Who the fuck knows? You know what? There's plenty of mythology around Star Wars that states not that they've done in the expanded universe stuff. Well, and, you know, that that's a compelling thing. That's maybe one of the reasons why they took out the expanded universe as far as they did is because they really wanted to solidify some of that you yeah. know, mythos in that if one Jedi rises, one dark Jedi must come and, and rise as well because that's the balance of the force. If one Jedi or one, you know, Sith or one dark Jedi falls not too far long after, it's generally speaking, the Jedi will probably follow suit. Yeah. And that makes sense, you know, as far as what we've seen, not necessarily on the micro, but most certainly on, or, you know, on the macro. And, and, that's probably what we're going to sort of see in this next one, right? Yeah. So, because Leia is obviously force sensitive, they've shown that. So, you know, we have she could be, yeah. Well, I think they're trying to shut the door on all the old cast, obviously. right? Well, clearly. Um, so maybe there's somebody. Out, I mean, that could be some sort of a tie-in with Palpatine as well. I mean, there's somebody else out there with, that has force sensitive. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting, interesting thing. I really, in, in, 
you know, enjoy the, the balance, right? The, the, the theory of, of trying to make one, um, you know, one side more powerful than the other and, you know, really never achieving that because as one side gathers strength, the other side will always rise to match it. Yeah. And so I went in, and it's just, and by that, by that definition, by the way, the universe, when Anakin came by, the universe was heavily unbalanced. The force was heavily unbalanced right. because you There's had all these so Jedi. many Jedi. And I wonder if they wouldn't wreck on that. Sorry, I'm I'm totally geeking out on this idea. I wonder if that was not arranged entirely by the Sith. Is that when he put forward the rule of two, he knew it would fuck the Jedi in the end. <clears throat> Interesting. Just, you know, be like, nah, that's good. I'm, I'm just going to keep two Sith. That's it. You guys keep getting making Jedi. We'll see right. what happens. We'll see what happens. And ultimately, the universe will balance itself. and Yeah. And we'll just be supremely powerful. And you guys will just get wrecked. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and the Mandalorian. Oh, my God. The Mandalorian. So... And spoilers, come on! You should yeah, know some us spoilers by now. coming up. You know, Spandle, you know us by now. Spoilers. Um, I loved the so I'm caught up. Yeah. And not only did I catch up episode three, but then I also prior to my Star Wars extravaganza um, this past weekend, I also watched The Mandalorian again, like all straight through. One, oh, two, yeah. three. Just one, two, three. And and I loved. I love the fact that they're enhancing Mandalorian culture. Yeah. And because, and I also love the fact that we don't know as much about Mandalorian culture as we think we do in the canon mm -hmm. right now. So, by the way, this, this weekend I also found out, do you know Jango Fett was never a Mandalorian? And neither was Boba Fett. Yeah, neither one. They just had the armor. They just had the armor. Like, there's some expanded universe stuff that stated that Django and Boba were Mandalorians. And there was, like, in the expanded universe, I think Boba Fett became the leader of the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. But according to everything that I read, and I did some comprehensive research around this, at least 10 minutes via Google, <laughs> that... Django was never supposed to be a Mandalorian and neither was Boba Fett supposed to be a Mandalorian. And that was told from George Lucas to the writer of, um, who's, who's, who's written, writing, written the Mandalorian as well as, uh, wrote, uh, for the Clone Wars. Right. Because he had a discussion around who the Mandalorians were um, for some episodes of the Clone Wars, which, by the way, this also spurred me to the idea that I need to find an essential list of episodes for the Clone Wars because yeah, I'm not catching up on all six seasons, six hundred of them or whatever. Yeah, right away, you know, I I think I'm right around season two, and that's you know, so I have to come up with some essential episodes to watch. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he's got he the. The guy who who relayed that that Django and Boba weren't weren't Mandalorians is he's got the the writing cred for Clone Wars and Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, well, I heard, and I don't know where I heard this from, but you you confirming it gives it cred. 
but I remember hearing that George Lucas gave an interview at one point and specifically said that Boba Fett and Jango Fett never were meant to be Mandalorians, that the one of the things that they were, they were just badasses who took Mandalorian armor and wore Mandalorian armor, but were never supposed to actually be part of the clan of Mandalorians. Yeah. Specifically because Jango took his helmet off and that he was walking around outside of his armor. Yeah. And, you know, which was something that we've now sort of, le- you know, learned in, in you know, the, the culture of the Mandalorians is just simply not done. And so, you know, that, but I, I remember hearing that somewhere in some Google, you know, news feed article somewhere that, that Lucas specifically said that it was just, and the reason why Boba Fett, you know, was such a badass was because he was not a Mandalorian, but wore Mandalorian armor. Yeah, which meant, I and, and see, the thing is that I never necessarily got is if, if, he he obviously styled it himself because right. to take a Mandalorian's armor, it he would have had armor made of Beskar. But I think somewhere in the books or something, yeah, it, it states um, in in the books from the canon, right? So it's canon. It states that it's like Durasteel or something like that. So, but not Beskar. And uh, after seeing all the shit about Beskar and the Mandalorian, I can mm-hmm. believe it because mm-hmm. Mandalorians would probably come after that shit pretty handily. Oh, yeah. There's no way that he would just be wandering around with a full armor set of Beskar and, and the Mandalorians would just stand for that. I, I wouldn't see it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious, though. I really like the road they're going down with the Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that they give two fucks about anyone bothered by him not taking his helmet off. I know, right? They're just like, no, you don't get to see him without his helmet. Yeah, I like exactly. That. I like that too. I think it's just such a, it's such a, a part of him. And I, they, they have done an incredible job of building a character like Wally. You know Wally? You ever saw, the, you know, yeah. Pixar, right? Oh, yeah. So that was one of those movies that, they did such a brilliant job of building the character with no dialogue, right? Yeah. Wally didn't say shit. He just gurgled and beeped, right? And But everything he did, you knew and knew everything about that character within the first basically two minutes because of how he made choices and how he moved and just the amazing amount of characterization that they put into just his being. And they did the same thing with The Mandalorian, you know everything you need to know about this character within the first five minutes of meeting him when he walks into the bar, right? And just wanders up to the to the thing and gets into the bar fight and takes the dude in, right? He is just... And then, you know, such a supremely cool and deeply badass dude. But then you see just all of this stuff layering on top, right? He seems like such an interesting and immoral character. I mean, he's a bounty hunter. He doesn't give shit, two shits about anybody. He's going to go in, collar his guys and, you know, collar his people, put him in fucking carbonite and fly him back to the, you know, to his peeps. And, you know, he just, he's a dude that, that collars people. He doesn't care about what he does. Yeah. And then he finds, you know, the baby, right? The baby Yoda creature. And, you start to see this little sparkle of, well, maybe he does have a moral side to him. You know, maybe he's like, oh, he's touched. He's got this. 
And then you find out, well, no, he's just going to take him back to the to the Empire and turn him uh, over for the no. Beskar steel, right? Fuck that. He's just going to, he's he's working man. I See, that's, that's the part. And by the way, spoilers for episode three. For God's sakes, I'm not going to say spoilers anymore. <laughs> um, I, we have this huge, we have this like, incredibly uh minutes long debate i would say minutes long debate around episode three because i was like you know what's going to be fucking funny is like if everybody's so excited about yoda baby and he just drops it off and that is the last we see of him Mm -hmm. that's the last we see of that you don't know what the fuck happened to him it's just Mm -hmm. a footnote in the larger story of the mandalorian and and by the way i think that I personally, I, I would have gotten a grim, cynical satisfaction out of that. I think that they would have been making a grave error if they had done that, but they didn't do that. Nope. And that was, episode three was both, you learned that he was like this fully functional, emotional being. The right. fact The fact that, that he was just like, he realized that he couldn't live with himself was indeed kind of fucking touching that he has, he was just like, no, I, I'm not going to leave the kid to, you know, be tested or killed or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And goes back. And you get to see how much of a fucking badass he is. I know. Right. Cause he, well, and the thing that kills me is you, you get to see that moment of him, you know, he goes in he he turns the the kid over. He gets all the the Beskar, and he's like, you know, endures the taunts of the dude, and he's just like, you know, he knows it. It's just like I could fucking break you into sixteen pieces right here, right now, and kill all your guards, but I'm not. I'm just gonna take my my shit and leave, right? And by the way, that role by played by Werner Herzog, yeah, it's just fucking just. He nailed. He fucking oh, he's plays awesome, that. isn't he? I mean, it's great. Yeah, the the old grizzled, you Just know, semi-threatening empire, empire yeah. guy. Yeah, and and so he brings the metal back, and I love how he runs into like he goes to the 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 crafter, the the crafter lady, and all of those Mandalorians come in because they're all peak because they're like, holy crap, look at all that, right? And they're starting to give him shit about, you know, the the Beskar and it came from the Empire. And there was this big pissing contest, right? And that was in my, you know, one of the those moments, right? A put up or shut up moment for him where he really was just, I think, for, you know, that moment of, of uh, a justification to his peers. Like he was basically going, well, fuck this. You know, I did my thing. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a true Mandalorian, basically. Yeah. You know, because I, I did my thing and I got my reward. And here, you know, just because, uh, you know, it came from the Empire, it's good that we still have it. And, and, and he effectively, you know, gained the respect of his peers at that point. You know, because he stood up for his, you know, himself and his convictions, and he didn't back down. Yeah. You know, and he gained some respect there, which paid off, of course, much later in the movie. But or in the show, but then he sits down and he's waiting as she's making his armor, right? Badass, full head to toe Beskar armor, which is going to be badass. Which of course, then you know they they say in dialogue again, which is really important, where he says, you know, give the runoff to 
the families, you know, and she's like, well, yeah, as it should be. And then they all start saying the chant, you know, it is the way, right? That's yeah. like the, the mantra you start to hear. And then he gets the cool ass singing birds. The, well, and she was going to give him yeah, his sigil. His sigil. And he, he looked at, cause he, and he could have gotten it, which, you know, I don't, I don't think we've seen any of the Mandalores, Mandalorians with it. Right. And, and so she was going to give that to him. And he says, no, because it was an enemy. It was, I was helped by an enemy who didn't know he was my enemy. Yeah. And, and you could see that moment of reflection. And, and by the way, the fact that this motherfucker doesn't take off his helmet and the fact that you could, you actually get that is, it, is it's just well played. And so that's, and I think in that moment, that's when he's just like, I didn't feel right about it. And, and so then, then you see it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Cause then he has the flashback to him, like as a kid, with the separatists and the and the robots and his family yeah. getting killed, and then he's like, "Yeah, this is this shit's not cool," and so yeah, then he goes back and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna go get the kid." Yeah, and and then you get he goes back and he finds the egg and the the thing in the trash, <clears throat> and he's like, "All right, it's on like Donkey Kong." Yeah, and he goes in and basically just lays waste to the whole place. Just dismantles stormtroopers left and right, which, by the way, is kind of horrific too. Because now that we know from the Force Awakens, from Finn, that that basically all the goddamn stormtroopers are indeed people. They're not clones, and they're not dirtbags. They they've just been brainwashed their whole lives. Yeah, and they're just peeps. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, but, yeah. Fuck them. They're mean. You know, they have a choice, right? I mean, at least on some very, very basic level, but I don't know. It still sucks for the Stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, they had it coming. You know, you can't just steal a Yoda baby with malintent. No. And uh, expect that you won't get your comeuppance. No. So, yeah. Mando comes in, kicks everybody's ass. And, uh, well, and after he goes, talks to his buddy, remember he talks to the, the, the dude cause he's going to pick up another bounty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, he talks to, uh, oh God, I, what is his name? I forget I, his I name, forget but his yeah. Name, but, uh, the, uh, the guild guy, his guild leader or yes. the guild contact, the fixer. And and basically finds out that everybody hates him because he made the 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 job. Yeah, because he's incredibly badass, and everybody is. Um, it's Carl Weathers, though. I'm yeah. Sure. But uh, but yeah, so he. But that was important because everybody grief, knew grief carga grief carga. So yeah, because everybody knew that he was going after the Yoda baby and everybody else was going after the Yoda baby because they had the little tracking fobs. Yeah. Which was important because after he took the Yoda baby and kicked all the Empire's ass, he sort of just saunters out and starts walking down the main street towards his ship like it's nothing. And then everybody's fob goes, doink, 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 doink. I have serious questions around this tracking fob action. Yeah. Like, how does it do what it does? No like, shit. Is it like because there's a there's something inside the kid, and that's what's doing it? Is it, you know, is it 
like tracked i think in the first i don't i don't did they explain it in the first one i don't think so it it's seems like, just awfully lazy storytelling to me but in and i was explaining this by the way i was i i here's my here's my um apology for the tracking fob is mm-hmm. that being a bounty hunter is like that's some bullshit work and if you're in a spacefaring civilization, like, did would we really want to see the Mandalorian flying planet to planet for weeks at a time? Yeah, asking shaking questions, down dudes and you know, you know, I look at shit. it. I look at it from the standpoint of if they have technology to be able to like warp speed and hyperspace shit and make robots that are self aware and have feelings and stuff. I, I guess it's not too far out of the realm of possibilities that they can't, like, pick up a genetic tracker or something like that, and they have technology that they can... I Who knows? Dude? They, maybe I, they, there's some fucking requirements, right? Like, I would think that Vader would have thrown one on Luke to where he could locate him at the drop of a hat with a tracking fob, right? Yeah, maybe maybe there's some sort of a government database that the empire put in place that everybody who's born had to you know i don't know have some sort of a a thing and but but then yeah serious questions serious questions yoda baby couldn't have that because yoda baby wasn't probably probably not well it's 50 years old yeah so hmm i don't know maybe we'll find some more about this tracking fob business because i I have serious questions. That's one of the few things. I just sort of look at it as hand-waving and, you know. I'm cool with it as a plot device. Like, I don't want to see, I want to see the Mandalorian, you know, shaking trees, you know, all over the place. Paying snitches. And, uh, you know, that would be a a gritty, slow-moving, like, detective noir kind of star wars that none of us are quite ready for no although that would distinct you know a good bounty hunter from a not good bounty hunter anybody can follow a fob yeah but but in any case we do have a buttload of fobs that go off which brings every bounty hunter in the whole city to the street where he's just sort of nonchalantly walking down and which sort of brings a nice plot device, right? Because that it brings a nice uh, conclusion to the show because we now have like the shootout at the OK Corral of yeah. you know, the bounty hunters of, uh, you know, 100 bounty hunters against the Mandalorian and holding a baby. And I mean, what are you going to do at that point, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy says... It was very much, by the way, a shootout at the OK Corral kind of action. <laughs> it it totally, was a Western-style shootout. It just was. I mean, you really only have one choice. You're going to just put the baby down and fucking go... Well, the Mandalorian at that point just started shooting. So I guess that's the one choice. So he just said, fuck it, and just started blank, you know, blasting away and jumped in the back of a car and made it happen because he's the Mandalorian. So... Um, but against all odds, he was going down. There was no question. There was like a hundred bounty hunters. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. It's and just a sheer firepower thing. Yeah. Unless you're just... like a Jedi and you're getting away. Yeah. And, and by the way, that, that was, uh, probably that even a Jedi. I mean, the Jedi got killed by order 66. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. But 
<laughs> nice to have, though, was some buddies of them. All of the Mandalorian clan at, chose that moment to use their jetpacks to jump and fly yes. in and just kick the shit out of all of the bounty hunters. It was choice. Yes. Yes. And and, and then you kind of figure out that, that maybe the Mandalorians aren't, aren't you know, the great big jerks that uh, we'd made them out to be at yeah. first. You know, I think I think that that we don't understand a whole lot about the culture from the canon. Uh, the only thing that we have to go off of is from the Clone Wars. Like there were some in the Clone Wars, which I haven't seen, because you know, for some reason, and and maybe with Disney Plus, I'm going to be better. You know, I didn't get into the Clone Wars, and I know that there's Rebels, and. Yeah, there's like two versions of Rebels, isn't there? I mean, like, and there's another one, too. I just, let me see. Is there another one? Yeah, there's another one. There's like, there's a newer, newer series. So we've got, um, yeah, Star Wars Resistance. Crazy. So then there's there's Rebels, and then, you know, whatever. At least if you're looking at Disney+, Plus, it's got all the other weird Lego-y things, and I don't think those are canon. Yeah, um, something tells me probably not. But uh, that's yeah. So we've got three shows. And I don't know how long. Resistance is pro. I think Resistance is relatively new. There's only one season of it, and I don't know when it's set. If it's set during the, uh, it's probably more prequel territory still. Probably. Um, and that's by the way why I've kind of been against the attack of the clone or the clone wars and rebels and resistance is i'm tired of cutesy 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 story based in prequel verse yeah and i just you know i don't i again i just want them to forward the plot a little bit like mandalorian it gets a pass because you know it's shown shown itself but one would say that even that is is forwarding the plot and that it's making the the Mandalorians more rich. It's giving us more of, you know, build world building. It's yeah. building out the universe. Maybe it's the animated thing. Maybe I'm going maybe. like maybe I don't want to watch a kid's show to figure out my Star Wars. That's a lie. That's stupid. Um maybe. But I don't know. I'll I'll you know what? I'm going to give a, I, I'm going to have to comprehensively look at uh, at attack of the, or clone, I keep wanting to call it attack of the clones. Attack like of the, the clones, movie. clone wars. The clone wars, resistance, and rebels. I gotta because there is supposed to be some really good shit in each of those. Yeah, yeah. I really want to check out the rebels. They that that's one of those ones that I've I've really wanted to watch, but just have never been able to get my hands on. So. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably start watching those pretty soon. Yeah, you know what though? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut this show slightly short tonight. So, you guys are not getting twenty minutes worth of what you paid for. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um. Anyway, we will be back. However. We'll be back. This is the holiday one. Anyway, it's like almost Thanksgiving. We had to spend 20 minutes on Thanksgiving. So Yeah, exactly. Whatever. You know, um, yeah. So until next time, 
let's just let's just pick it up next time then. Um, I'm Bill. I'm Cal. This is our excellent podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe. See ya.